Welcome back to Sunday Replay. My name is Jace and this week I'd like to ask if you would join me in prayer to God. Good and gracious God, today we turn to you in a time of great sorrow and of great fear. And God, as war rages in the Middle East, we turn to you for wisdom, for peace, for love, for boldness, for the audacity to do what is right, and for the willingness to be the hope that the world needs in this dark time. God, we pray for those in Israel and in Gaza who are suffering from war. God, as your followers, we believe that all people deserve to live in peace and safety. And so we beg you to grant these two things to the people who are suffering in these days. God, be with those who have lost loved ones. Bring them your peace. Be with those who outside of Israel and Gaza are today experiencing fear of retribution. Those in the Jewish community, those in the Muslim community. God, show them your love. Help them to see and know you and to know that you are for them. God, we thank you for your blessings and we know that you can turn the situation around and use it for change and that you can make it good. God, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your love for those in Israel, and we thank you for your love for those in Gaza. And above all else, we thank you for your son who died for all of us. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Now here's Rev Jefferson with this week's reflection as we wrap up our Wrestling with the Questions Jesus Asked series. Hello, church. Hello. Isn't it wonderful to all be together on this uh, somewhat autumn, autumn-like day? Uh, Today we conclude our fall sermon series, which has been wrestling with the questions that Jesus asked. And so our final question is Jesus asking, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? As I thought about this for the last few weeks, I had to follow what are you looking for with, and what are you willing to see with understanding and with authenticity? We can look, but do we understand? We perceive, but do we really take in truly that which we are perceiving? So, picture this. Nazareth, first century. I do a terrible Sophia Petrillo. um. (laughs) But anyway, you get the idea. So we read in the very first chapter of the book of John, John the baptizer was standing with two of his disciples, gazing at Jesus as he walked by. And John said, look, the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned around and he saw them following and he said to them, what do you want? And so they said to him, Rabbi, which translates to be teacher, where are you staying? And Jesus replied, come and see. Come and see. 
Now, as we read this scripture, and it actually says not John the baptizer, but John the Baptist. And so I want to assure you at the outset, if you had any doubt, that John was not a Baptist. (laughs) Nor was he a Presbyterian. And not even a Methodist. There was actually no such thing at that time. As a matter of fact, there was not even such a thing as Christian. There was not yet that term. So contrary to what a lot of people would say to you, Jesus was was not a Christian. He was a devout Jew. Now, I'm hoping in saying that, that I am not undoing all of the Sunday school training that you had when you were growing up. But it occurs to me that so many religious figures through history, Buddha and Jesus, and so many have not been perceived totally for who they really are as we think about them centuries, centuries later. I can think of how Buddha is betrayed. I can think about how Jesus is often betrayed. So picture this. Jesus and Buddha are sitting around one afternoon kibitzing. And now, the Buddha lived 500 years before Jesus, so take that into consideration. But think about what they're saying to one another. I'm losing my place. The Buddha says, I should have made one of those nobody can depict me rules because they always depict me as being fat. We all know that we all think of the Buddha as being fat, don't we? That's how we've pictured him. And Jesus is sitting there and he says, tell me about it. I've been a blonde white dude for like 2,000 years. Okay. Now, I remember in my, in my earliest Sunday school years, going to Sunday school and walking down the corridor of the education building in our church, and there was a huge picture of Jesus hanging on the wall. You've probably all seen that picture, blonde, blue-eyed Jesus. He didn't look Middle Eastern. I asked my mother one time, is he Swedish? (laughs) That caused a whole discussion that we won't talk about right now, but... Now, I've, just, I've, I've studied the Bible in English, and when I was in seminary, I studied the Bible in ancient Greek. <laughs> really. And I'm pretty sure that Jesus did not look like a surfer dude. <laughs> so how do we think about Jesus today? Sadly, and I know that you've experienced this so many Christians... Believe in a white nationalist Jesus. You know, one that has a political party and is capable of hate, which, of course, I think we all know Jesus is certainly not capable of doing. I have been to many marches and many protests throughout the years. LBGT plus protests, Black Lives Matters protests, trans rights, uh, 
protests. On a freezing cold winter day in Washington, D.C., I went to the Women's March for Rights in Washington. I've been to civil rights marches. As a matter of fact, I think in Washington, D.C., the idea of marches and demonstrations happens in what we know is the mothership for all of that. And we would see, we would see picket signs. And they would say, God or Jesus hates, and there would be some mention of some group that they were calling out, the group of people that were marching there trying to, to have trying to be seen, if you will. And the words of God or Jesus hates, I think tells me right away that not only are these people not talking for God or talking through with God, but they are just displaying a hateful prejudice. God is incapable of hating. Why would God hate? Think about it. Why would God hate that which God has created? Why would God suddenly decide to be in judgment of what God has created and in Genesis said not only created, but called it good? Called it good. That is not a definition of a God that I could believe in and would want to worship. So Jesus came to model for us how to live life on earth and certainly how we can live it abundantly. Where are you staying? John's disciples ask. And Jesus responds, come and see. We need to rediscover the Jesus of history. Jesus of history is Jesus of Nazareth, a poor, Middle Eastern, brown-skinned Jewish peasant living in a Roman-occupied land. And he spent his entire life proclaiming words of hope to people with whom he found himself in the very same situation. Jesus was marginalized. He was looked down upon. The authorities and rulers of his day would have been just as happy for Jesus and all of these peasant people to be gone, that they be rid of them. They wanted to take away what few rights these people actually even had. Jesus was a person of color murdered in the streets for proclaiming God's kingdom of inclusive and unconditional love. He spoke truth to power. He did that by calling out hypocrisy and calling for accountability and calling for justice. And like Jesus, each and every one of us are commissioned to do likewise to call out the false gods and to call out the conspirators who violate the rights of people they see as the other. And that is the Jesus. That's the Jesus that has invited us to come and to see, 
to really know him, to bring our whole selves just as we are, our flaws and all, our doubts and all, our warts and all, bring it to Jesus. And he invites our questions. He invites our questions. And he will sit with us and help us to look at life and to sort it all out. Jesus invites us to really know him. Come and see where I am staying is a profound invitation to enter his community and to know that you are accepted and you are loved just as you are for who you are. He invites us to be part of this magnificent community of unconditional love, and he calls us, as he called all of his disciples, he chose those people that he knew were teachable, were open, that could see and truly see that which was in front of them. Jesus called the teachable. He called those willing to see outside the bounds of the status quo. We are called to see Jesus fully. And I believe that when we do, we realize that we are just like Jesus. And Jesus is just like us. We come to realize that we are so very much alike. We actually want the same things. Jesus came to be understood and having each and every one of us come to be understood, to be perceived truly, perceived truly for who we are and not who people want to see us to be so that we fit in their own prejudice. Understood for who we really are. Jesus was authentic. And so he too calls us to be authentic as we walk with him. Jesus asks, what do you want? Perhaps we should also ask him, what does he want? What does he call us to do? He wants us to live with one another in truthful community and having dialogue with one another to talk and to hear and to listen to one another. To me, that is the definition of heaven on earth. Jesus was certainly by the standards of his day, very radical. I believe that if you want to understand the definition of the word woke, read the gospels. We are called to go forward together affirming that that which we wish to experience in life, we also wish for others. That which we want to experience in life and to live, we want to see that for one another as well. There's room for everyone. It is not a pie with only so many slices. This love and this acceptance of Jesus is infinite. This is how we see Jesus fully, truthfully and respectfully, for he sees us that way with his and with your every breath. 
want to understand, you really want to understand who you really are? See yourself through Jesus' eyes and heart. Jesus, where are you staying? Jesus says, come and and see. Jesus is always right here, right where we are at each and every moment. And this is why I meditate. This is why I believe in meditation. Because we need to remind ourselves as we walk through this thing that we call life that Jesus is forever right here. Amen. Yeah.
He has never failed. So why would I doubt him? Oh, what a present help. He has never failed. So I'll never doubt him. No, he has never failed. He has never failed. It's time for the Sunday Replay Halftime Show. A reminder that next Sunday, the fifth Sunday in October, we are having a fifth Sunday service project at Fine Gold Manor in Toluca Lake, where we'll be serving the seniors in our community and showing God's love to them. If you have questions or you'd like to get involved, you can contact Mark, that's M-A-R-K, at hollywoodumc.org and please be sure not to show up at Harmony that day because we will be serving. We will not be meeting in person, but that doesn't mean that we won't have a podcast for you next week. Another reminder that Harmony Kids is looking for volunteers and this can be anyone from those who are excited to teach to those who can just be a presence in the room with the kids. If you are interested in learning more about what it means to volunteer with Harmony Kids and how you can get involved in our family ministries, you can contact me, that's Jace, J-A-S-E, at hollywoodumc.org. Thanks for listening to the Halftime Show. Now Rev Jefferson is back with our monthly meditation. I didn't coordinate with the worship band for that song, so Spirit stepped in and took care of it. So thank you, that was, that was perfect. For a time of meditation, I want to invite you, if you would like, to Go to the back of the room and well, you can come up here if you want to and lie down on the floor to meditate. You could stretch out across some of these seats if you want to. I think there's some room for that. Or you can kneel or stay seated where you are. And so as we meditate, we, we want to be relaxed and aware. We want to center, center our awareness in our heart area, we want to use our breath as our anchor. So I would invite you to close your eyes 
Begin to breathe, to breathe with a rhythm that is steady, that is full, that is very peaceful and loving. With each breath, just allow your body to further relax. If you feel any tension anywhere in your body, just see if you can soften that area. And allow yourself to be in a very peaceful and open place. In the center of your heart area, feel the presence of Jesus. That healing Christ presence that is always there and available for you. Feel the warmth of that presence. Feel it. See it as a beautiful beacon of light within you. And see that light begin to rise from your chest, up through your head, into your forehead, where it rests between your eyes. Allow this light to grow and to continue to be bright as it opens you up to perceiving God's presence fully, completely, perhaps in a new way. Be open for that which Spirit reveals to you. See this light continue to grow more brightly as it rests in the cathedral of your mind. If there is something for which clarity or healing see that light glow and minister to that which you wish to experience See that light heal your body, 
your emotions. See that light open you up fully and completely to the unconditional love of Spirit God. Let your breath continue to be your guide. spirit revealing to you in this moment and as you perceive that how does that feel within you as the energy of God, as the vibration of God, that loving spirit in whom all things are possible. See this journey as a blessing. See the presence of God as a wonderful gift a gift that is always available to you at each and every moment.
Know that God, know that Jesus sees you fully, loves you completely. As a beautiful spiritual creation, know that you are having an amazing human experience is a situation in your life for which you desire clarity, bring that lightly to mind, knowing that Spirit God receives your request and sends forth, sends forth the blessing to you. Feel the spiritual energy that is within you move out through your physical body, touching others in this room who sit with you in solidarity. See this light move out from this place throughout the community. As you are ready, I invite you to begin to bring your awareness back into this room.
that which you have experienced in this meditation will continue to be made known to you. Open your eyes when you're ready. Come back into this space knowing that you are never alone, for Spirit God is always right where you are at every moment. And that as you turn within, you can feel again the blessing and the grace and the peace of a God who loves you unconditionally. And the people of God said, and so it is. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Sunday Replay. This week's guests were Rev. Jefferson Beaker and the Harmony Worship Band. This episode was produced by Donna Miller and hosted by me, Jace Lucas. Sunday Replay is a part of the Harmony Podcast Network from Harmony to Luca Lake, a campus of Hollywood United Methodist Church. Find us on Facebook at Harmony to Luca Lake or on Instagram at Harmony underscore TLC. Don't forget to like, rate, comment, subscribe, download, all the good things you can do to this episode and tune in next week for a very special Halloween episode of Sunday Replay. Until then, as Pastor Mark likes to say, peace.